Piper snapped awake at the first annoying clang of her Donald Duck alarm clock, a long-ago birthday present from her sisters. They knew how she loved keeping her life in order and on schedule. Donald had gotten her to class on time through four years of college and three years at Georgetown Law School. He was still going strong. The clock had no batteries, no power source, and all it required to silence it was a strong, determined whack. She gave it one. And since Donald provided no snooze option, she sat up in bed and rubbed her eyes. Then she ran her hand through her hair and automatically reached for the scrunchie she'd left on her nightstand. Her mind was already clearing, and her vision would, too, in a couple of seconds. In the meantime, she tossed off the covers and reached for the gym shorts she always laid out at the foot of the bed. Swinging her legs to the floor, she pulled them on, then groped for the sports bra and t-shirt. By the time she'd managed socks and her running shoes, she could find her way to the bathroom to brush her teeth. Her next stop was the coffee maker in her kitchen. Unlike Donald, it required a power source, and thanks to top-of-the-line technology, it had already brewed a pot of strong coffee. The coffee maker had also been a gift from her sisters. She poured a quarter of a cup and inhaled the fumes while she stretched, and then slipped on the wristlet that held her apartment key. Finally, she took her cell phone off its charger and slipped it into her pocket. Her morning routine never varied, but then variety wasn't her goal. Order and routine were. Life got messy. Piper had learned at an early age that controlling the parts she could gave her more time to fix up the messy ones. And lately, her professional life had gotten very messy. Not yet. Firmly, she blocked the thought while she blew on the coffee and managed two swallows that burned her mouth and nearly cauterized her throat. It was a sacrifice she made each morning to the caffeine goddess. Then she headed for the door of the flat she leased above a ritzy women's clothing boutique in Georgetown, shut the door, tested the lock, then hurried down the steps and along the short alley to the sidewalk. At 6 a.m., the street was still mostly free of traffic. Mr. Finley, who ran the coffee shop down the street, was washing his windows, while a customer sat at one of the outside tables reading a paper. The sun was up, and the humidity tolerable. The scent of stale beer and fresh bread baking mingled in the still air. Perfect. She ran because it was an ingrained habit from her high school and college years, when she'd been on cross-country teams but she also ran because it was the best way she knew to clear her mind and get ready to face the day, which promised to be another busy one. Her current job as a research assistant to prominent law professor and celebrity defense attorney, Abraham Monticello, was one she worked hard at. She'd accepted his offer right out of law school because it would look good on her resume and because it offered her a unique chance to get a background in criminal law. It was turning out to be unique, all right. And it was causing her to question her career choice. Her main reason for choosing law as a profession was that she believed in justice and in the power of the legal system to help people find it. But recently, no, not yet. While she took the first block at an easy pace, she used a visualization technique her Aunt Vi had taught her when she was very young. First, she pictured all the chaos of her upcoming day and her self-doubts being sucked into a bottle in much the same way Aladdin's genie had been sucked into the lamp. Then, 
she jammed the cork in with the same energy she'd used to whack Donald. Whenever things got really bad, she let herself remember the really chaotic time in her life right after her mother died. She'd been three, her older sister Adair four, and Nell had been a baby. They'd been too young to really understand the loss, except that their mother wasn't there anymore, and neither was their father. He'd hidden away in his studio and used his art to escape from his grief. Then, their Aunt Vi had moved into the castle with them, and life had finally taken on some order again. That's probably when her love of routine had taken root.